0: Too
1: much. It's in my head. You have to take a risk at some point. Everybody that was on the pod left their hometown at some point and moved out on their own and when you fly the nest like that, you really learn quickly. Yep. Kelsey May moved to Toronto as soon as she was out in high school because she literally said like, I need a change today.
0: Dude, you got to start family. got to start falling on your face. Start cooking. Burn the pasta. Now I'm
1: shaking off the rush.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode one of season two on the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. I hope you guys had a great summer. We're pumped to be back. My dad is mowing the lawn in front of us, and we are back on the show. Riggs, what is going on today, brother?
1: I am stoked to be back. Uh, It was kind of weird when we walked in today. We looked at each other. We set up the mics and it's like a school summer it was just so short as soon as we got back in here it was like wow like where did time go like it just summer blew by like that and now we're back on the mics after a nice little hiatus
0: i must admit though too it was pretty smooth getting back in here we set up the equipment got right back into it and look at us we're right on the mics but well, this is 20 minutes this is record time actually
1: we're killing it but i do want to touch on the fact where we are not perfect and our whole plan about taking time off this summer was to better prepare for season two And we release in five days (laughs) and we're recorded episode one. We have no episodes in the bank, so we're grinding, but that's okay.
0: That's okay. We're, what is that saying? We're running at the seam of our pants? I
1: don't know, but it wouldn't be the quarter life crisis podcast if it was going smooth. Bingo. That's our
0: motto. Listen, Riggs, just wanted to bring it up. Just recently recovered from COVID. It was a tough one. It was a tough one. And you know what? If I'm being honest, it was not that tough because I was double vaccinated. We're not going to get into the politics of it. But I was off for two weeks. And the main part I wanted to bring this up was because how cool that two weeks was that I had off. Dude, I am telling you. People always tell me, dude, how lonely, how miserable were you to be stuck inside like on the hot sunny days? I was like, yeah, that sucked. would be-, be looking outside and it was beautiful. Like we had San Diego weather when I was locked up.
1: You had a week of like humid though. So. Oh, we had a week of yeah.
0: pure volcano. yeah, And then it went to San Diego yeah, weather. Yeah. You're right. But... As much as it sucked to look outside and see that it was sunny and I couldn't do anything about it. Dude, it was like a two-week reset. Like, I was off work, which I like my job, but you know what I mean? It was a nice reset. A little break. A little, yeah. little break. And other than that, dude, having the ability to actually choose what you do every day and feeling no pressure from anyone else, game changer for me. Dude, I've real- I just realized in the last two weeks that the last 20 years of my life, I have been, my schedule has been dictated by the pressure of those around me. No joke. Because dude, I, I'd wake up during the morning, get my morning routine done, eat something healthy, go f- do something physical, whatever I was doing, dancing around, whatever. And then I'd do whatever I wanted. Work on the pod, work on the the geats, rip a couple strings. You know what I mean? Like it was it was honestly amazing.
1: Got to spend time with Danny boy, making the yard look
0: nice. It was, it was awesome, dude. Honestly, underrated.
1: I just can't believe it took you this long to realize that. Like, are you, li- were you living to please other people in that sense?
0: hundred percent to a certain extent. I think everyone is though.
1: Yeah. Like you get tied up in engagements and stuff and I get that, but I just, I always am pretty like selfish, especially more recently with myself, just knowing that I need to do my own thing. Cause I learned that when I moved to BC, it was my schedule all day, every day. Huh? And it was just what I wanted to do. So now I know that I don't really let other people dictate stuff. Like if I have to miss things. Yeah. Just because I don't want to go, like, I'll just be like, Hey, like I'm, it's not happening. Really? Yeah. Like, sorry. It's so not happening. You really have, like you've mastered prioritizing yourself. Then I wouldn't say mastered, but like when I see myself slipping, I take control back and I go, no, no, this is today's about me.
0: That's yeah. pretty freaking important quality to have. Yeah. Say so it helps you out. I would say so. Yeah, because then when you get caught up in the monsoon of other people's shit, then it kind of sucks.
1: Oh, yeah. And I would say the biggest thing is, is I don't like, like, you dropped it in there, kind of a weird brag, but healthy eating. It's just when you start, like, hanging out and you're going out and you're, you're eating out all the time, it's just you're eating crap, you're drinking, and you just feel bad all the time. Yeah. Like, my summer, like, I as the summer went on, I just felt worse and worse and worse every weekend because... It's just like, oh, like, let's go out Friday night. Okay, let's have some drinks. And then there's cake for dessert. I'm not going to say no to cake. Like, I could, but it's just, it's there. And it, it, it when you can disconnect yourself from that completely and the cake's not there, you don't have to worry about
0: it. That's true. That's so. true. Because you don't want to look like a dick and not eat the cake either.
1: Like someone worked hard to bake that. You pick it up from Zares, maybe I'll say no. but too.
0: Especially those Zares ones with the little $5 red logo yeah. on
1: it. Come on, man.
0: We know you just bought that, Dave. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> cousin Dave making another pot again. <laughs> But five dollars ears cakes, come on guys, we know you're better than that. At least take the sticker off. But getting into it, I wanted to bring this up because something really cool happened in Windsor. There was a little honestly, I don't know the extent of it, but there's a little documentary or a little show that's going on about Windsor pizza. And I consider myself, humble brag, a decently knowledgeable person about pizza. In general. general.
1: Would you say you know what a good pizza is? I would say everyone in Windsor thinks they know what a good pizza is because okay. you go somewhere else and we all just hate it. And then people come here and they try it and they're like, I don't know what the hype is, but it's just like kind of a local legend thing that we have going. That's here.
0: very accurate. Out of the towners think like, okay, it's not that yeah. special. Meanwhile, we're like, dude, yours is shit. Yes. But I wanted to cover this topic because I think there's three main types of pizzas. There's three different styles. Okay. So there's your Kabodo pizza <laughs> where you're eating your fire roasted, like wood burning, oven that you get in italy it's the classic napolitana style pizza thin crust melt in your mouth that's the best one but then you've got your windsor pizza which is your nice crisp big old king size pepperoni super whatever you want to get on it that's your windsor style then yours, there's your full blown munja cake, which is your like little Caesars, there's, yes, de- Papa kinda, John's, yes, yes, like all those kinds. And I mean, there's there's a couple more like Detroit style mm-hmm. and di- and different focaccia, different stuff like that, deep dish. But like those are the main three mm-hmm. I think of. Now, what's your favorite of the three?
1: I would say also it's uh, like wood wood burning oven. Yeah, like you got to go wood burning. I agree. Right? Like I love a wood burning margarita pizza. Like it's simple. It's just it's so good. And it's- that's what
0: I've realized too is that I always used to get like the decked out prosciutto and mm-hmm. spinach and all this stuff on the wood burning. Man, the margarita is the low key yes. legend, man. I know, dude. I didn't realize it when uh, one bite mm, okay. started doing margaritas all the time. I was like, why is he only doing margaritas? And then I realized it's, that's what pizza is.
1: I know. It's delicious.
0: But anyways, I wanted to get that off my chest. Favorite pizza spot in Windsor for Windsor Pizza. What is it?
1: Oh, Antonino's. You got to go Antonino's, really? I got to get the Angry Hawaiian.
0: And you like that it's one? so good. Okay, explain to the audience what the Angry Hawaiian it's, is.
1: I think it's like a regular Hawaiian with like ham and pineapple. But then I think they put like bacon on it and then like banana peppers.
0: Oh, I'm, there's no spice right? Oh, banana oh, peppers. Banana, banana peppers. It was spicy. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's just like... I don't, I don't know. I think the bacon just crisps it all up and it's just, it's so good.
0: See, I don't know. I can't wrap my head around that. Like, as a traditional Italian with my nona looking over my shoulder every move I make, I can't
1: wrap my head around an angry Hawaiian pizza, to be honest well, with you. Well, Antonino's around the corner, so we'll go there in <laughs> 25 minutes. 25 minutes. You heard it best. I wanna talk about something that we kind of put on the listeners for a little bit of interaction or at least the followers on the gram. With COVID, Everyone couldn't really travel to America or overseas. I know some people did, but for the most part, what really was impacted was Canadian travel and Canadians going either out West or out East. And we asked our Instagram followers, and I think we had like 40 responses to if you traveled to BC this summer. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like over half the people that responded. So like 22 out of 40 or something responded. They did go to BC. Yeah. And. I think it's just so funny because how much we love BC and then after we asked how many now were inspired to move, 40% of the people were like, I want to move. Yeah. It's just because you live in Windsor and you like, obviously you can't move to San Diego without a job. Mm -hmm. You don't, you're not American. You can't do it. But BC, like you can just pick up and go anytime you want. Yeah. And I think a lot of people now are just like, I was in this little, like nest of Windsor. and I just thought it was so perfect. Or if we have listeners from other cities, whatever, but it's amazing what's out there. If you just let yourself see it, mm-hmm. which is like super cool. And, uh, I hope that just some people kind of think to themselves, yeah. is this is what I want to do, or is it time to maybe take a, take a leap of faith and move out there for a year or two?
0: hundred percent. It's crazy how bogged down you get when you, it, like foggy you get, and you don't really think that that's a possibility. Like, Oh, I can't move out to Vancouver. Like, why is that not even in the cart, you know what I mean? It, it's just not. There's nothing holding
1: you back. No, like actually,
0: except you. You're literally the only one holding yourself back. So why not go out there? Can we can we talk about Tofino and our experience in Tofino and how
1: actually sick Tofino was? It was funny actually because I was fishing with a friend the other day. We were talking about this exactly about the amount of people that have traveled out west, and he was like, "Man, he's like, if I have to listen to one more person talk about how they went surfing in Tofino and had the greatest time ever," and I looked at him and I said, "You shut your mouth." <laughs> And do it. And I said, have you done it? No, you haven't. So stop. And I was like, go do it and tell me it was not an amazing experience, okay? <laughs> Did you do the 21 Jump Street
0: yeah. put your fingers in mouth? <laughs> 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 oh my god, no, it's so true Because, man, when you said it in season one You said it best, surfing chemically changes you Mentally, physically, whatever it was Dude, when we were out there, man It was a different ballgame, man Even when you leave Vancouver, Vancouver's sick I love it, favorite city in the, in Canada Then you go to Tofino and it's just like, whoa It's like shit just chilled out
1: for you yeah. for a bit. And I don't know if it's when you pull up to the parking lot And you see all the people living out of their cars And just like rolling with surfboards Or just even like the bikers that have the surfboards under their arms. Like it's the stuff you saw in like the Lords of Dogtown movie. Yes. You know what I mean? Great film. And you just think that you're in Southern California. Yes. For some reason. And I think you just have to drop back because as soon as you pick up their energy of like, yo, like it's all good. Like you're Uh just like, okay. Okay. I'm in. Let's little laissez-faire. Let's sit back. Let's just enjoy this. Like we're out here and we're just surfing.
0: Love that. And it makes you think like everyone thinks they need the 100k a year job and the relatively decent sized house. Like, do you really need it? I don't know. When I was farting around in Tofino and I saw people in their multicolored vans i was like this looks pretty sick too they look pretty happy man
1: i hear you there's definitely a a happy medium to that i think yeah yeah you're right because i I think the van life can get very glorified just especially the outside looking in because all of a sudden when it's cold and wet and you're cold and wet and there's nowhere to dry off and get warm it's (laughs) not the funnest day in the world and that's coming from a big van life guy yeah and i literally i lived out of the jeep so i know what it's like when you need to go to the bathroom and there's not one close It's panic city.
0: I've seen you. I've seen you come out of those situations pretty well. So I can't say that.
1: (laughs) But anyways, I just, I love that city. It's Mm -hmm. a great little town. You know, you know, what's funny though. I didn't expect it to be like that.
0: I expect it to be way more commercial. A lot of shops, like a strip. Mm -hmm. I thought it was going to be like a little Vegas on the water, like with shops and whatever. I I thought it was going to be like Byron Bay, Australia. I, I don't know if anyone else has been to Byron Bay, Australia. One of my favorite cities in the world, but very billabong rip curl all down the street cool cafes but it's like there's people there there's people there's shops like it's cool small town vibes but tofino was like there's a shop here then you go down the street a little more nature
1: beach beach another shop down there like it wasn't like it's not commercialized at all at all and there's nothing it's you go for dinner and it's like The dinner stopped and served at nine. Like there's no like going out for drinks and partying all night. Like it's not that kind of town. It's just like, we have our employees that are here. They work for us and they're not going to, like, they're going to work to a certain time. Then it's over. Like, yeah, we're not staying up till 2am and then doing this all again tomorrow. It's just like, get in, get out, have a nice day. I
0: love that. And one of the guys even said to me, he was like, bro, we're going to bed. And we're waking up and we're going surfing or doing something yeah. fun tomorrow. Yeah. Like I want to be up early. Like I'm not staying up serving till 3am exactly. and waking up at 12 tomorrow. No, we've we got too much beauty here, which was sick. It was like, and you know what? Okay. On the odd occasion, you got to stay up till 3am and have a little fun. But that was just a sick way of living. I yeah. thought. Changing topics here. It is Labor Day. We're making
1: time and a half. We
0: are definitely making time and a half. When you make $0 an hour, yeah. you it can time when to, you, you can times time it by, by anything. <laughs>
1: You're not gonna be making any more money, baby.
0: <laughs> oh my god! So we are, we are getting time and a half. Like, is Dad yes. paying us for this? Yes. Or okay, <laughs> are we paying time and a half for the studio time? <laughs> I think we are. We might be. <laughs> oh my god! But we're paying. so it's Labor Day, time and a half. Do you like working time
1: and a half? Like, would you on Labor Day? Sure. Not on Christmas. Yeah,
0: Christmas. Honestly, I I tell my friends this all the time. Pay me quadruple what my hourly wage is on Christmas. I'm not taking it really I am not taking that for the life of me dude Christmas is too important to me man and it's not Christmas it's not like I love the tree yeah, no, yeah. it's the family dude the and- family is legit like we have a seafood feast on Christmas Eve then we wake up the next day and we just have we just eat for like 10 hours the next day
1: it's crazy it's amazing Yeah, you're never going to be able to get those nights back. You only get one a year. Not a chance. No way. Yeah, I I hear you there. I was actually talking about this the other day, and it kind of makes sense, right? I could see you doing it if you didn't have a big family thing, Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you were young. Yeah. And you're 26, 27 years old, and you don't have kids. And it's like, honestly, like I can go, your working's a little different because 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you could pick up a shift, like from like seven to three or something randomly and just be like, okay, I'm going to work till three today. And then I'm going to go out have dinner with my parents tonight. Yeah. Like, That's pretty manageable. If you're going to make f- three to four times what you.
0: Mom. Mom. Episode one. Season two.
1: Season two of the pod. We are rolling. We're happy to be here. Season one was a great season. What was the biggest thing that you took from season one?
0: You know what? I honestly, I think it's pretty evident. It was, I couldn't believe the fact that when we ask people for advice at the end of the show, we want to take away from them to see what these people that we think consider special in our eyes, what they've given us. And I I can't help but forget when Dakota, Mackenzie and I forget who the third one was, but I know there was a third individual that we've had on the pod said, you got to start giving thanks. You got to give gratitude. uh, Yvonne. Bryce, yes, 100%. Sorry, Bryce. I love you, buddy. Man, when they all three said it, I-, I was like, man, there's something hidden about this. Like, there's something underrated about this quality. So I've been really digging deep on it. I've been giving my three thanks every day. And you know what? It puts you into perspective of what you want to do in a day and what your life should should be and uh, yeah, I can't help but, uh, think that that was the biggest take home from season one for sure. Especially coming from a big guy like Dakota. That was crazy. When he said that, I was like, damn. Cause he's a gladiator. Yeah. Cause he's a freaking like Aquaman, he, Jason Momoa.
1: But like when he puts on that helmet, like he's like, he's a different human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I bet if you caught him mid game, you'd be like, you're not the same guy we talked to. Yeah. He might kill me. That's what I'm saying. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you put a helmet on and you, you line up across from him. Like he's not seeing JB the podcast. Yet <laughs> He's like, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. kodiak cakes. Yeah. kodiak cakes, yeah. cakes. But yeah. How about you? What would you say? I would say the biggest thing that I took from season one was you have to take a risk at some point. And it might just be, it might not be a huge risk. But what I noticed is everybody that was on the pod Left Windsor or their hometown at some point in time and moved out on their own. And I think when you when you fly the nest like that, you really really learn quickly. Um, you learn a lot about yourself. You have to start making decisions on your own. For the first time, it's like okay, I can call mom and dad and ask their opinion, but it's like in the end, it's my decision. Or you end up doing something, and it's like you have to make this split second decision, and it's just right or wrong. You know, it's like a simple. If you go to university and you're sitting there and you're underage and people are drinking or doing other things and you you're finally an adult you have to make that decision on your own you know what I mean real quick you got to put yourself in those situations to like succeed I wouldn't put yourself in bad situations but you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying Mackenzie uh Dakota Danielle Johnny Baldinello all moved out to BC at some point Joey Teach moved to England for like six years yeah yeah however long you been teaching out there Insane, big move. Langer went to Miami. Now he's in Chicago. Yep. Kelsey Maine moved to Toronto as soon as she was done high school because she literally said like I need a change today." Yeah, you know what I mean. And now she's just shredding between Toronto and Nashville. Yeah. And Bryce moved to Michigan, Ann Arbor. Yeah. Like it's an hour away. Going to London. Yeah. yeah. But it's at some point he had to to start taking risks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think it's hard to look at going to Ann Arbor on a scholarship a risk. Yeah. But like, it really is. It is,
0: it is, man. You're still going out there on your own. Like, Mm -hmm. like that feeling when, first off, I want to say that's a great point that once you leave and you don't have your parents at your back, is it beck and call? I don't know these little sayings. Sure. We'll call it beck and call. When you don't have them there for you at every second of every day, dude, things change. And it might suck at the beginning. That first week is like, Oh, you know, shit. Mm -hmm. We're making a lot of mistakes, but dude, when people say you learn from your failures the fastest, Dude, you gotta start failing. You gotta start falling on your face. Do shit on your own. Start yeah. cooking. Burn the pasta. You know what I mean. 100%. That's a. You know what I mean. Just that's <laughs> our motto. Burn the pasta. Oh my god. You know what I mean. Like you gotta start making mistakes, and that's how you're gonna make a freaking...
1: Because uh, where are you gonna? Where are you gonna grow? Where are you gonna make those changes? I like that saying. Burn the pasta. Burn
0: the pasta. Everyone's gonna burn the pasta at some point. Yeah. Whether it's rice, pasta, whatever you wanna do.
1: <laughs> but no, I love it,
0: dude. That's a. <laughs> That's a great point. Okay, so we talked about what we took from season one. Let's get into what we're going to get from season two because honestly, I know you are. I'm super excited about this season with the guests that we currently have lined up for season two. Let's just get a little glimpse of what we can take home from season two. And for me, Rig, 100%, I think this season is going to be about perseverance and getting over your failure. Like we talked about it from season one, the guests that we do have lined up are people now that have maybe taken it one step step further. And I'm not saying that anything towards the guests that we've had in the past, but these are guests that have gone through a lot and have learned from significant failures in their life. And let's see where they're at now. What we're going to do is we're going to have a very, very financially successful guest on the show in the future. We're also going to have someone that can talk to us, maybe about the other three pillars Other two pillars, I should say, of a quarter-life crisis. We know it's career, finances, relationships. We haven't really dug into finances and relationships a lot. Yeah. So we've got someone that's going to come on the show that can potentially give us some advice on what you should be doing as a millennial in your 20s with your money because I don't know if I'm doing it correctly. And I don't know if you are either.
1: What the hell was that? Don't bury me. I just keep buying depreciated assets. It's the worst <laughs> financial plan in the world.
0: I love buying high and selling low. Is that what we do? That should be our new motto. Burn the pasta, buy high, sell low. <laughs> we're also gonna get into a little bit of relationships with John Pump for. And I'm gonna leave it at
1: that because I don't wanna I don't wanna burn the pasta, okay?
0: What do you think we're gonna get from season two, huh?
1: I think the season two guests do have a lot to live up to after the season one guests. Yeah. But the one thing I will say about our season two guests is I think we're a little more confident on the mics. Yep. So I think what we're getting now is we're reaching out to people with a little more range as far as they're not mostly gonna be people we already know. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited for that because I think there's a lot of comfortability for us in interviewing people that we knew from Windsor that live similar lives. And I think we're gonna start getting to guests that are from different realms. Mm -hmm. And I am really excited about that. We talked about BC this summer and stuff, um, but something I did this summer was I worked up in Muskoka Mm -hmm. uh, on Lake Joe, beautiful, one of the three big lakes in Muskoka. I was renovating a cottage, learned a lot about how to like renovate a house, which is exciting and helpful. But I also learned two other things. One was that I learned how to work again because I was very coddled in the sense where I had to work very hard in my career to be a hockey player, but I was very protected from actually having to do real work. Mm -hmm. Like I never went to the office. Like I would go to the gym and work out and then I would go skate in the off season, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, or like practice. But, It was all about showing up physically. In season, it was the season. And then when the season was over, it was just, you go home. It was not like, we have to get this done. There's deadlines. The only thing, the only deadline I had was to not miss the bus. I just didn't know what it was like to actually dig your, like dig your feet in and really put yourself to work. And uh, I did some hard, hard labor. There was at one point at the end of the summer, we were doing all landscaping and we were shoveling Like there was six or seven dump trucks of rocks that showed up and we were just shoveling these rocks. Like I I can't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Like at that point, I was like, okay, like I finally come back. I understand what it's like to work. I understand what it's like to wake up, put your shoes on and get to work. Yeah. That was a tough lesson for me to learn, but I'm very happy I did it. The second thing Mm -hmm. I learned... I don't know if I agree anymore career over or location over career. I lived at the cottage on a beautiful lake, like one of the most beautiful places in Ontario.
0: Ooh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, go ahead.
1: And I, at at one point it began to become one of the worst places to me. Ah, really? Because I didn't like it anymore. The sea doos were at the dock. The boat was at the dock. Like the paddle boards were there. Furniture was all out on the dock, but I didn't get to use any of it. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there all day painting or doing flooring or ceilings or like moving stone. It wasn't being used. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. It's great to sit here and work in this beautiful landscape. But if you don't have the time to to step back and really enjoy it, yeah. you're not going to.
0: Yeah. You know what I think that just shows is that career versus location. Yeah. They both could be great. Both could be shit. One could be shit. One could be good. At the end of the day, they're both too minimal, not minimal, but both things, fractions of your life. Yeah. And I'm going to use the word fraction very powerfully here because they're not everything. You know what I mean? You're not going to, like Bryce Yvonne said in season one, if you're looking for full soul fulfillment from your career, don't bet on that. Yeah, There's, no there's so many more things in your life, man, sure. than career, than locate. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when we ask that question, it's kind of interesting because I'm just curious as to where people are at in those two things. Yeah. They're just little fractions of your life at the end of the day, but.
1: That's why we always love bringing up that question. I know. I just can't sit there and I can't imagine ever. Because the job sucked. The job was great. Was really? With COVID and everything, like we worked at a cottage, it was like we just. Worked for cash. Dude, it was hard manual labor. and But there, we didn't have to wear masks. It was super easy. And we were super disconnected from, honestly, like we didn't have Wi-Fi for the first two months. Yeah. So we were so disconnected from the world. Like I wasn't even checking social media to see what was going on with COVID. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to the grocery store and like I'd forget to bring my mask. And then I'd have to like go back to the car and get it just mm-hmm. because I was so disconnected. And I love that part of it. I just couldn't imagine doing that work and like living there because it's just like the work was too crappy. Hmm. Then again, like, I don't know if I, but if I love my job and then I hate the place I live, you know? I yeah.
0: Don't know. That's a great, that's a great point you brought up. Now I want to ask you this one step further. So you said the job got shit after mm-hmm. and it did, you're being honest. Yeah. When you were in hockey and hockey was basically your full-time job at yeah. one point, was it work? Was it that shit at certain times that you can remember?
1: I would say the emotional toll it took on me was was like really heavy. I really struggled with being hurt a lot. Yeah, You know, like every year I broke a bone and it just like kept snowballing and I was just like in and out of doctor's offices and physio and all that nonsense. And it was just a lot for me. And I would say I did all of that alone right? Mm. So that's why like, I don't mind being alone. And I'm, I'm pretty good at being alone
0: because you've, you've dealt with some shit. So,
1: so when when we talked earlier about like getting out and having to make some like decisions to yourself, it's like, I get my jaw broken in Stockton. I go to the hospital. Like I go into surgery and like mom and dad aren't there. Yeah. Like I'm not waking up to flowers and chocolates and a bedside table. I had a couple of roommates who took care of me for a few days and like made sure I had some food at the house, but it was like if I was, if I had to eat, like well, I could eat with a broken jaw, but if I had to make a smoothie, it was like down, figured out, like didn't matter how much pain I was in or anything. It was just, just grit your way through it.
0: So get just getting back to it, it never was. So it was emotionally demanding, but did you ever consider it a job where it was like, oh my God, I do not want to go to the ice today.
1: I would say there was a middle of, or my, last, my only year in Kansas City. Yeah. I just like, I never wanted to go to the rink. Really? Yeah. I was just like completely uninvested and just like, I knew my career was like over at that point yeah but i quit like in my head i you, you I quit had, mentally i had quit. yes like it yes. was over there was no there was no coming back for me like that's what i always say like i didn't make the nhl because mm-hmm. i wasn't good enough and i didn't want it bad enough because if i did like i could still be grinding today mm-hmm. like at some point there i mentally quit and yeah. i was like this hill is too high i can't climb it
0: you literally couldn't
1: see the finish yeah whereas
0: one point you were going for the finish line like there was a difference between summer hunter that yeah. we all remember that was 60 days of strictly mm-hmm. business and he didn't come see the boys the then kansas city hunter obviously yeah was a different hunter right exactly mm, that's really interesting no i want to i know i wanted to ask you that because i was just curious i was wondering can sports be work yeah they obviously are yeah it's a pretty easy answer well thanks everybody for tuning in to our first episode of season two on the quarter life crisis podcast guys we are amped to be here we've got some sweet guests we've got some sweet topics coming for you in the new season can't wait to figure out what to do with our money and can't wait to figure out what to do with our ladies (laughs) or what to do with their dudes whoever you are, are listening but we're pumped to talk about it riggs can't wait to get into it with you this season season two coming up let's go
1: now I'm shaking off the rush
0: Thanks everybody for tuning in to the Quarter Life Crisis podcast Hope you enjoyed the episode and listening to us bozos talk about absolutely zero Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at theqlcguys.com Except for the fact that that's not true There's no .com Just do you Try to
1: hold a smile but I'm sick of it all